Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. I'm using my uh, my Metropolitan Opera Live at the Met in HD voice because we are definitely in a black tie, upper tier situation right now because although this is indeed another episode of the Material Podcast, this is not just another episode of the Material Podcast because it is episode number three. And as you all know, the magical things happen when a number is easily divisible by 10 without leaving any any integers or fractions behind. It's a match. Just like the whole world got better in the year 2000, the year 1000, so good. They were having such a good time. They didn't write anything down, but they didn't write anything down about anything bad happened because only good things happen when a number is readily divisible by 10 with no remainder. I am 50% of your allotment of hosts. My name (laughs) is Andrew Anatko. And gratefully, we are blessed with the presence of our other usual host, Ms. Florence Ion. Yes, yes, yes. Good good solstice evening. (laughs) Yes. The sun is still out, unfortunately. We don't have dark... We left the curtains a little open today. We wanted to get in a little light. <laughs> this is a celebratory episode. So we're celebrating today. We will get a little wild um, because there there will be consumption mm-hmm. during this podcast of coffee and water and bubbly <laughs> water. Uh, and in many cases, I'm just going to commit to him holding a distressingly large uh, plastic bottle mm-hmm. of a clear liquid. As far as Flo knows, it's can, it can be water. Well, it's a soda stream bottle, soda stream brand, I should say. Ah, but see, so no, I can, but, all, you know. But you see, I'm going to wrap on the side of it. You see no wow. bubbles. So you know okay. that I'm the sort of maverick who likes the bottle, but does not necessarily fill it with soda stream liquid. So Should've again, any clear liquid. Should have done some fact checking. Mm. Um, I have this morning's iced coffee next to me just because. I'm finally starting my work day. <laughs> it's 5.30 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Um, and, your, and your coffee stuck by you all this day. That's dedication. I always That's do, a rare and that. laudable thing. When I have a really long day, I go and I get a large iced coffee and I just sip on it the entirety of the day. It is something that I picked up in the early aughts. <laughs> it is. Speaking of the year 2000. Which, by the way, when you said that it was... Uh, a great year. I I kind of was thinking about it. It was not. I started high school in the year two thousand. High school's terrible. High school's awful. Okay, but um, I'm going to be the Mary Tyler Moore in this conversation, trying to turn the world on with my smile. But weren't you glad to no longer be in junior high school? Oh yeah, junior high school was even worse. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. See the great the great thing about the transition between <laughs> junior high and high school is that. Junior high really just pummels you down. And the great thing is that you do have, again, just like a year that's evenly divisible by 10, it's like I, it's really just another year and it's really just another year of classes. But the fact that this is technically high school, not junior high, I can now mentally officially say all the people who treated me like crap in junior high, y'all can go blank yourselves. Just blank yourself sideways. I don't even care. You're all idiots. I'm moderately great, and I'm going to build upon that. And from now on, if you do try to hassle me, 
for all I know, like for all I know, the new vice, the, the vice principal of this high school isn't it really just wants to make sure that the heating bills are paid and there are no guns or drugs on campus. If someone gets shouldered into a concrete wall after calling somebody a bad name, maybe he's got better things on his mind. I, I'm saying that it's a time of change or a time that inspires you to change. And this, this is our 300th okay. episode and that you would think that that would inspire us to make a, like a revolutionary change, but we're going to be, we're, uh, 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 the, the, the show is in ongoing change as we, continue to evolve mm-hmm, as human mm-hmm. beings uh, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, again mm-hmm. it's not it's it's not like we're gonna like be moved to the move to tiktok or you know start shipping you know the I shows am on and tiktok NFT. right hmm? but you know i am on tiktok but um but i have a, have you ever seen my tiktok profile have you don't not. have to go to it now you have i have not you have not okay it's uh it's another side of my life that i don't <laughs> talk about which is the my collecting side some might call it hoarding. You know, I have a lot of cute toys that, you know, there's a there's a meme on TikTok where uh, basically, let's see how let's see how I can explain this. So basically, after the kids go to sleep, mom goes into the toy room and makes up little stories the same way that we did when we were like teenage girls. OK, just to gender this a little bit. And um that's a thing on TikTok. So that's what I've been experimenting on doing with my tiny toys. I don't know why I brought that up, but <laughs> I, I I swear I've I have no idea what you're talking about. He said, looking to his right, where there are one, two, three, four, five uh Sony tape decks from the yeah, portable ex- tape decks from the six seventies and eighties that are just pretty much there for decoration. Oh, you haven't seen my Nintendo handheld box that I see. I have a <laughs> oh, it's it's Anyway, so TikTok has become my outlet for like that part of my brain because I I've just during this pandemic I found a lot of comfort in those little things that I sort of like and I was like, "You know what? I'm old now. I'm a parent. Like <laughs> like my time is over, you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm flaring out. Might as well just go down with a bang and buy every single Sanrio officially licensed miniature that I can from overseas." You know, it's uh, <laughs> uh, Bots Maru is my life coach in many ways. Oh, that's perfect because I just bought a double today. Okay, Andy <laughs> might have snail mail in his future. Um, Andy, okay, but we really this is a third hundred three hundredth episode, it's which means that we are celebrating. And when we celebrate, we like to have sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I kind of change it to sugar. You've talked about having cake, but I have to tell okay. you that I did I did something. I didn't feel like cake today. Okay. Okay, I just I, I, I want to level with I, you. I, I am unfamiliar with this feeling, but no, go. no, it's 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 <laughs> it's not that. It's just I decided this morning. I was like, you know what? I really want to start my morning with a chocolate croissant. Good choice. So you know, I have my I have my sugar bank, my sugar allowance, right? Because you know you don't want to tip the scale too right. much. And so if you have a piece of cake or whatever, you have to kind of account for that in your in your daily eating. Um, you know, you're, you're scheduled eating, whatever, meal scheduling. Um, and so today I, I wanted to spend the sugar tax budget, whatever, on a chocolate croissant and, but there's an and, <laughs> in celebration. And the other thing is I was really like, I don't know, I'd probably get something to share with the family. So Ooh. I got these. You're holding up a 
Should I describe it or would you like to describe it? Go ahead. Go ahead. Describe it. A, you describe a beautiful it. metal decorative tin with like a, f- a little ge- geometric flowers and dots and dashes and zigzags. And in the middle of it, like some holy sigil, is a metallic version <laughs> of the Oreo logo. <laughs> it does look holy. It does. I was just <laughs> That's a that's a double cross. Exactly, that, it is. See, there 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 is a cross. There is that that double cross. That is that Eastern European uh, uh, Christian cross at the top of it, or or a TV aerial. Say. Depends on how so, you choose to interpret it. Depends on what god you're you're most familiar with. It's already opened because my husband can help himself. <laughs> I said I was going to share it, so I had to. So it says mm, mm. on the wrapper. And it's it, they're chocolate covered Oreos. Oh, good choice, solid yeah. choice. So thank you. I I wanted you know I wanted to explain to you like why I decided to do this today because I was like you know I could get a piece of cake or see and 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 we're both <laughs> we're, we're both old enough that like w- if we need that one more point to get us to buy that like tin of butter cookies or that tin of like high end Oreos. It's like, but I could use the tin for sewing notions. I was just going to say, Andy, I'm going to use the tin to put stuff in it later. Of course I thought about that. Not sure what yet. Something, one of my knickknacks around here, I'm sure will fit in it just fine. Well, uh, uh, of course, I mean, you're going to have to get right on that and start emptying that tin. If you're going to use it for, so you have have a responsibility. Did we say that we were going to forget if we consume our delectables on air, if we wait until after? Nope. Whenever you like. Um, I've already, I've, I went the traditional route. I've already, I cut myself uh, a slice of. uh, Oh, that is a beautiful cake. cake. Please, please show me the other side. Hold on, you got to spin it for me because I can only see one side of it. Well, no, I'll, I'll show you. I'm, I'm dragging into the slack uh, the picture I took okay. before I cut this cake. This will go in the show notes. All right. I yes, exactly. Yeah, I will link to the Oreos in our show notes. Okay, because oh, Andy, oh, I, I decided not to go halfway. I didn't go halfway. No, 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 no. I'm, 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 I'm saying you, you went with Oreos, but you did not get. Oh, I'm just gonna get the regular like package of Oreos. You got, got the most yeah. beautiful deluxe special event Oreos. I like like you, like you. I, I got the, I got a cake, but oh it my. had, but it has the uh, 300 candles on it, and I wrote episodes on it, 300 episodes on it in a very, very special way. I'm so like, I'm really moved that you did that. I, I really am. The, pl- the, the pleasure is mine, I, I assure you. Please. Okay, let's eat. We're going to eat real quick. Sorry to anybody who hates this. You can fast forward it. I'm sure that Jim will make this as palatable to listen to as it is for us to enjoy. Mm. Mm. Not only are these covered in chocolate, but there is a slight chocolate layer in the middle mm. of the cookie. Right around the cream. I see it. And it is... Wow, these are so good. I'm probably... Yeah. Yeah, see, might regret this later. <laughs> see, this this is this is why I I did make it. it starting in my twenties, I started like adopting like new long term mission rules for, uh, for 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 health and lifestyle. You wouldn't know it by by looking at my picture, but we're talking about things like like little things like when I was twenty six or twenty seven, when I realized that okay, uh, remember we you bought that twelve pack of of classic Coke uh, yesterday, and now you have two cans left. I'm not sure that drinking of almost a full six pack of sugared Coke every day is in line with not having to be hooked to some sort of tubular machine by the time you're 40. We don't want to do that. 
And so what so later on one of the when the trades I made is that I don't have sh- I don't have sugary things inside the house. Uh, and I usually don't, and I only get I only get like cake when I go out to eat with friends, but I haven't mm-hmm. gone out to eat with. So I did I did stretch that rule over the past year with like special events or things like that, but I have not had cake in I don't know how many months. So yes, there's I'm downloading it. So yes, there's a, there's a quarter so a, a quarter of this is in a lovely cereal bowl, so I can be as unrestrained enjoying it as i as i would like to oh absolutely and i i would want you to only enjoy it because the way you're enjoying it is the way you do at a birthday party when you yes. add ice cream to it you you, you you savor it it's not it's not like a box mm-hmm. of twinkies or a box mm-hmm. of like really really crap cookies yeah. that you you buy at the store uh so and one quarter of it will be reserved for like nibbling tomorrow and the next day one half of it will be cut into three slices and frozen yep. to to withdraw from the the sugar bank, of just, course. Just so people know what I'm month. looking at, because I feel like I did not really oh, describe it. Pa- pa- it's, a it's a picture. cake. It's a full cake. It's a it's a white buttercream buttercream yes. uh, bakery uh, cake. It's a it's a it's a white like birthday style cake bought from a bakery. Uh, the frosting is buttercream, like mm-hmm. uh, iced on the outside, piped oh, with so good, like pink frosting and so roses. Good. Uh, although it was so, it was so it was funny. I, and so it I got, says, and it says, hold on, Andy. It says three zero zero, so three hundred candles, and three zero zero is a candles, and then episodes written very cool in this very, uh, this really nice like blue, sort of crystal icing. It's just. Beautiful, Andy. I think I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I had. I, I, I feel well. I feel special that you. You. You know, did this much commemoration for a three minute episode, and I. It's something now. If uh, uh, part of it is for my own gluttony, but yeah, it was. It, it was something. It was something. It is something like doing uh, during three, ep- three episodes. Oreos. Like I think about half of them with you is. I'm. I'm very very proud of it. I think. I, I think it is legitimate celebration. No, I agree. Uh, and so, I, and I'll, I got to tell you. So. Um, uh, I did my grocery shopping this morning. Of course, bought the cake and bought mm-hmm. the candles, and the, the 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 checkout clerk was like very very puzzled. Like, okay, there's a three, there's a zero, mm-hmm. and then another zero. Like, is, is, and she has said, "Is somebody three hundred years old?" <laughs> and I, and I've I I thought, uh, unfortunately, if, if I were close, she was probably in her like early twenties. If I were closer to her age, I would have played with her a little bit about saying no. Yeah. That, that that would be ridiculous. It's not like there's some sort of okay, thread of extra Exactly, because then I would just look weird. Instead, I just said, "Oh no, I'm celebrating the 300th episode of my podcast." Oh, what pod- what podcast is it? And which is both good and bad because a promote promoting the brand, which now sure. makes now makes now makes now I can like bill Mike for this cake because it's part of like marketing. Yeah, yeah. It's part of the marketing That's budget. That's true. But it's like she probably hasn't heard of it, but. She was, but she, but she was young enough to appreciate. It. Oh my God, three hundred episodes! That must be. Yeah, really she great. doesn't. Ha- yeah. She probably she doesn't have three hundred episodes of a podcast. This is a big achievement. This means that <laughs> we've been. Well, if we've been doing that for let's say around one hundred fifty episodes, that means you and I've been doing this show together about three years. So like yeah, yeah, guys, Andy, uh, Andy, and I are um, we're not breaking up anytime soon. So <laughs> thanks everyone for being here for a three hundred episode. I actually. So Andy and I had not planned anything for the episode 
because because there's been other stuff going on, which, by the way, if you become a member of the Real FM Network, you will have access to our upcoming book club members only podcast that's coming up in about two weeks. Um, so stay tuned for that. But only if you're a member, of course. And if you want to find out about how to become a member, go to relay.fm slash materials, our show page, and the details you need are there on that page. Um, For everyone else, (laughs) I asked on Twitter at our material podcast Twitter page what people wanted to hear from us today. Because I figured, why not? We've been doing this for 300 episodes. We should bring it to the people. Uh, And what did they say, Andy? What did well, they say? Well, you, you offered them four choices. I did. I just uh, kind of came up with it off the cuff. <laughs> now, I'll, we'll, so, we'll, we'll start with number four. Uh, and this and this was surprising to me because it actually got off the gates as the number one response. But yeah. they did not have leg, legs. The material sing-along. Uh, specifically, someone replied suggesting that we favor you all with our rendition of Madonna's Material Girl. We are living. Maybe at the end. Maybe, well, well, or, or maybe, yeah. The, th- the thing is, well, we're honest people, so we'd want, we'd want to pay the licensing fee for it. So maybe we should make that a special episode. I don't, yeah, that's true. You, you know me, honest as the day is long. Or yeah. we could do a members-only episode and then Madonna doesn't have to know. Just, and just ask people not to tag us. No tagging. And if someone tells Madonna, you know, give, give us a little yang in addition to that yin. Ask her to be a guest on the show. I'm, I'm sure she uses Google. She does. I'm yeah. sure she uses Google to figure out. Anyway, never mind. I'm she pr- she probably someone probably gave her an instant pot for Christmas. She's got all these like friends, so she's probably googling like Indian recipes to use on the instant pot. <laughs> she's a lot like us. Okay, number th- uh, so that was ten point two percent, but that came in last. Favorite Columbo episodes at seventeen percent. I would have I would have gone hard for this, but it would not have been. I know would I know. would have been a four hour episode. It might also it a might possible be a podcast. members only episode. If anybody's interested, who's a member out there who loves Columbo too? I don't know. Just. Let us know. Let us know. Uh, number two, 21, 2011 Google versus 2021 at 26.5. That was, that would have been interesting. There was a, uh, there, uh, we were playing with a lot of ideas over the past week about, and we came up, we do have some ideas on that are, that are sort of 300th anniversary base. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, but a, a lot of this, a lot of the things, if we're talking about in general, 2011 Google and then 2021 Google in general, a lot, a lot of what we talk about is kind of sad, not not uplifting, not positive. I know. And I know. This is this is not a birthday candles on a cake sort of topic. So, uh, but but we would have been you know, the twenty six point five. But number one, fortunately, uh, edging it out uh, at uh, a healthy ten uh, percent. Uh, best killed products or the best products that Google killed. So we we will be discussing that later on. We do we do have our unswervable uh, 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 obligation to our duty. So we will be briefly talking about Google News. But after that, we will be celebrating. We will be yeah. celebrating. Because to- there's still news happening. Even you know, just because it's your birthday. If your birthday's in the middle of a week, unfortunately, you still have to go to work unless you took that day off, which yeah. you should. Well, uh, you well, always also, should try. it's it's a lot like you know when you go to the pancake breakfast at the. Uh, in, the, in the church, uh, the basement church uh, function hall. Yeah, okay, you know what? It's, it's all you can eat pancakes, but you got to listen to the prayer. There's got to be an opening prayer. You got to bow your right. hands. Right. So or or timeshare, timeshare meeting. You know, you want those free lift tickets. Wow, you got to listen to the presentation. Oh, no, it's timeshare, timeshare. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> 
I real I realize. <laughs> I mean, the, the Vatican II changed a lot in the Catholic Church. It didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize it. Anyway, yes. Well, mostly, mostly it's probably just multi-level marketing. Um, so after the after this, uh, I'm going to get another couple of mouthfuls of cake during a commercial, and then after the commercial, we will give you bring up to date on the weekly news. Mm-hmm. And you're slow. You're going to enjoy another cookie, or is that you're at your sugar limit? No, I'm going to wait because uh, because tonight after the kid goes to sleep, it's it's probably going to be. Highlander and cookie time. Ooh. Oreo. <laughs> I know that sounds. <laughs> All right, let's go to break. This is oh, okay. Well, we'll be back after this. This episode of Material is brought to you by Mint Mobile. After years of fine print contracts and often paying too much money with big wireless providers, it's no wonder we're skeptical about new deals. So when you learn Mint Mobile offers premium wireless service starting at just $15 a month, you might wonder what's the catch? Once you learn about them and their service, it makes sense, and there really isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. By cutting out retail stores, there's no crazy overhead costs that get passed down to you in the form of mystery fees. Instead, Mint just passes on sweet savings direct to you. Mint was so easy the few times that I've actually used it to activate a couple of review phones that I had on hand. Now, as you know, uh, you know, sometimes I have more than one phone that I'm testing. And so having that extra SIM really helps so that I can get everything benchmarked at the same time. And I have to say, uh, network coverage for Mint Mobile is pretty good. I was able to even use it out in the woods to listen to some Annie Lennox, something I like to do when I'm in the woods. And so Mint was able to do that. And each time I needed a SIM card, I just went online to their website, requested one. It was at my house in a couple of days. It's honestly super easy if what you need is just a quick SIM card. Um, And it's easy if uh, you just don't want to deal with going to a carrier store. For people looking for extra savings, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at $15 a month. And... If you're not 100% satisfied, Mint Mobile actually has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com slash material. That's mintmobile.com slash material. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash material. Our thanks to Mint Mobile for their support of this show and Relay FM. So we do have a couple of quick news items to, to talk about. Uh, one was the a I I think we're fair, it's fair to call this a massive uh, massive Android bug that uh, Google decided that last week would be a really good time to make a lot of people who use Android phones not be able to use any of their apps because it didn't make them really really crash and uh, the that and. You know they they can do anything they set their minds to, and gosh darn it, uh, they did get most people, a lot of people, to have a, a problem keeping the Gmail app and all these other apps up and standard and and, and working for more than uh, more than one second. Uh, it turns out that 
Uh, Google pushed out a really super buggy version of the Android WebView component last week through Google Play. And yeah, it was causing repeated app crashes left, right, front, and center. They've uh, Google found the source of the crashes. They they were real good sports about it. They uh, on Monday they put out an updated edition of the Android WebView component on the Play Store. Um, and to their credit, this one doesn't cause all Android phones to become completely unusable. So fair play to you, Google. Uh, probably probably disrupted a lot of weekends there in Mountain View. But again, their strength is as the strength of ten for their souls are are pure. So. If you've been having these problems or if you've been anticipating these problems, uh, as long as you update to the uh, brand new versions of WebView and and Google Chrome, you're good. Just go to uh, the Google Play Store. You might have automatically just downloaded them already, but that solves the entire problem. Don't know what kind of marketing benefit they were going to get from causing Android phones to crash. But then again, I'm, I'm not a CEO uh, up on working on the level of uh, running a trillion dollar you know, tech company. That's so a great segue into the next news item, Andy, about how the Pixel brand loyalty <laughs> is just not doing so well. I don't know. I mean, if we learned anything from the early aughts is that you really have to cause some ruckus in the tabloids. Just get your name back out there. So... <laughs> Again, it's, it's it's spontaneous publicity, your name in print that starts things happening. Ask, ask Navin Johnson. So there is a, a, a poll by the website Cell Cell. They, as the, as the clever alliterative name would suggest, uh, they're like a, a cell phone, like sort of trade-in swap selling sort of site. But they, every couple of years, they did a... They, cell, they, cell, by the way, with a C. Hmm. S-E-L-C-E-L-L. Not to be confused with Soft Cell, the 80s new uh, romantic band that had the number one hit, Tainted Love. They uh, So they have a biannual survey uh, centering on phone brand loyalty. So they did one in 2019 and 2021, so we have Yikes. some comparisons to go. It's real bad news for Pixel. Yikes. Although it's not uh, isolated to Pixel, it kind of points to a bunch of trends. And this doesn't look like a super bogus uh, bogus uh, research either. Uh, the survey included 5,000 phone owners uh, above the age of 18, uh, and the survey was confined to five only five different phone makers, Apple, Samsung, Google, LG, and Motorola, and it was con- conducted in the first week of March. You could make the argument that OnePlus would have been a good uh, a, a good uh, inclusion into that list but maybe in 2019 it was still considered a bargain brand and not a maker of an $1100 top tier phone uh, but still, the numbers are pretty interesting. The iPhone, uh, as you might have guessed, held on to the number one spot uh, with 92% of current iPhone users responding uh, in the survey that they did <laughs> plan to stick with Apple for the next phone. That's yeah. actually slightly higher than uh, about 1.4% higher than what they got in 2019. Uh, we're more concerned oh. about the Android brands. Uh, Pixel brand loyalty dropped from 84% in 2019 to 65.2% in 2021. Uh, It was the four. Yeah, that was. It was the four. That's what did it. I was very happy with everything up until the Pixel 4. uh, And it wasn't that anything was wrong with the Pixel 4 inherently. Well, maybe what was wrong with it is that it didn't have the right mix of features that I wanted from a flagship. 
And I think that's why I ultimately kind of lost interest in it. Versus the first three Pixel releases, that first Pixel release was super exciting. Yeah. They really sold me on that one. The Pixel 2, it was like, wow, they really got this. Like, look, this camera is great. Oh, man, I'm sold. And then on the third one, I got that beautiful pink one. Yep. That shell was so nice. It was nice and light. And, you know, I even... Marilyn Monroe even haunted it and I still got it back. So I honestly, even the 3A was really good. And then and then that 4 Andy, when we went to that event in New York and it was like, hmm. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> like, you're, you're right. It, it wasn't a bad phone. It just, it just seemed like a very incremental, well, we can't sell 2019 components and a 20 we can't sell 2018 components in a 2019 phone can we so we'll make a 2019 version of it this was famously the phone where uh uh Greg Osterloh the head of hardware Mm -hmm. famously a month or two before the release of the Pixel 4 called an all-hands meeting which he told them how disappointed he was in the Pixel 4 Again, he was not a recent hire, so one, it does beg the question, what the hell is going on with the design and development of Pixel phones? The Pixel 5 certainly didn't improve things at all. It's uh, 2020 was an odd year, but uh, most makers did manage to come out with something interesting. There's just a lack of reasons for holding on to a Pixel, to holding on to your users as a pixel manufacturer when there's still Samsung and there's still iPhone um, 50. And that's pretty much where uh, a lot of this, uh, a lot of these numbers from this, uh, from this poll kind of uh, get interesting. Uh, 35%. They're, they're also asking questions like, well, uh, of the people who said that they were of the iPhone users who are saying that they're, cons- they're considering switching, like what, we're, what would you switch to? And 35% of them said they'd consider switching to a Pixel versus 46% for Samsung. Um, hmm. If you asked the same question of Samsung users, they hmm. said 52% of them, if they're going to switch, wouldn't switch to a Pixel. Oh. They'd switch to an iPhone. Oh, oh, that's not good. Yeah, that's so, the people we want. That's who we want to keep on our team. <laughs> yeah, you, you would hope that they would. They like Android, but they want something that was has a different statement than Samsung phones have. But no, they've, if they're going to flee, they're going to flee to uh, to iOS. The uh, but that's maybe not quite so surprising uh, because again, according to the poll, by far the top reason that Android switchers gave for switching to an iPhone was improved privacy. It wasn't I want a better camera, I want better features, I want better stability. It was all about privacy. So that really points mm. to where Google really has to make uh, mo- both a better engineering effort and also a better marketing effort to uh, to be able to deliver the idea that, oh, hey, I'm we're not- sorry. Is that commercial about the Titan M chip? Is that not telling you that there's enough security on this phone? <laughs> that is seriously the only, I'm sorry to interrupt, Andy. It's just like no, there's no. this ad, this commercial that comes on TV all the time, you know, between Bravo and TLC. It comes on quite a bit. And I'm like, I'm sitting here watching Bravo and TLC, and I know who else is watching Bravo and TLC. And I know that the people that you are showing this commercial to right now couldn't, like, wouldn't even register on their minds, like, what is happening on screen. It's just pop music followed by, like, some phone porn and then, like, Titan M security chip. And it's like, what does that mean to anybody, like, watching TLC and Bravo? And so I agree with you. That overall, there's a lot of marketing issues going on with this Pixel. 
but but it also you also point out to a big marketing fail if they if they mm. think that most the, the public perception of Google we'll and Android enough. is that is that well that oh no oh oh really there's a Titan M chip that acts as a secure enclave for tap to pay and stuff oh, like that. Oh, did Don't, you hear about that Titan chip, guys? Did you hear about that Titan chip? I yeah. hear it's going to solve everything. It's like they're 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 not worried about hackers busting into the phone. They're worried about like Google slurping in every piece of information that you access or create or use with this phone uh, and which is a fair uh, fair cop uh, for for Google that they're, they're not as terrible as I think most people think but they're not they don't make the same uh, they, because they do they they do make money off of ads uh, and Apple does not, so Apple can really go full yeah, full, yeah. full court press about privacy. They can really go full offline, and they can ship their phones where stuff is turned off by default. Yeah. Um, because I keep thinking about the new features that are in Android 11, 12. They're like, hey, this camera is using your uh, app. App is using your camera in the background. Uh, blah, blah, blah. App is using your location. Like, that's great, but I almost feel like it. it's, it's not the right slogan. You know what I mean? It's just not, that's not the right, like, I love it, but somebody who's worried about privacy and, and like, what's being tracked might just find that really annoying and want to, like, turn it off. Yeah, that's the, they, they, it's, people, uh, that is a, that is a conundrum because people say that they're worried. If you put, if you put this in the form of a poll question, they are very, very concerned about privacy. Mm-hmm. However, if you say, well, you know that you can increase the privacy of your iPhone or your Android phone by like a million percent. If you just remove the Facebook and the Instagram app, no, they're not going to do any of those things. If they, if you tell if them I what remove they have the do, Instagram app, then I have no access to my friends because yeah. that all my, all my friends in my like community are on Instagram. And if I get rid of Facebook, I have no access to my daughter's community because that's how, you know, yeah. the parents in this town get together. So <sighs> yeah, it's 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 hard to it's hard to make that case. It's hard to get pe- deliver a version of privacy that people are willing to uh, sacrifice something for something that that actually works. If they're before we end this, we have to say something uh, positive about <laughs> we have to we have to say something negative about the iPhone that because there is there is one thing that's negative about the survey. By far, the most popular response is that they feel locked in with Apple that all the data that they've been accumulating and experiences they've been having with their iPhones is not something they could simply export and use on an Android phone. Uh, and a lot of it is just the simple, I feel as though learning Android would be way too complicated for me. And not, not, and that wasn't, I don't think phrased as a slap against Android, but simply as even if they were moving from, <laughs> from mm-hmm. from one one style of salad fork to a different style of salad yeah. fork. Oh, well, yeah. the the weight is going to be different. The the that's it's four hard. times instead of three times. So, but so there there is some a little bit of a weakness in Apple's shield that if it does seem as though if if Google could also make that make that uh, make that argument that well look if you're already using Google Docs it's the same all of your stuff is completely portable as long as you're signed into the Google account it'll even work better on Android and here is a list and look up look up on this little chart uh, of all the apps that you use and we will tell and we can tell you whether you could simply install the same app on an Android phone and you'll and you don't have to do anything or if there is a a tool that will let you import all this stuff and here's how many here's how few steps are involved but there's there's a there's a lot of inertia. I mean, I, I'm guilty of it too. Mm. It's like there's I I, I do legitimately inertia, yeah. I, I I do love my uh, my Pixel 4a, 
I think that I'm, I think it's one of the best buys I've ever made in my life. Cause at least in 2020, 2021, my needs for a phone are clearly a $350, $400 phone and not a thousand dollar, like upper tier phone. However, if I, if I decide next year, or the year after, uh, to, uh, to do a super, super upgrade, one of the factors is going to be how much do I really, really like, let's say the camera features of, uh, the iPhone 13, the iPhone 14 versus how much do I just not want to be bothered in just switching operating systems, you know? Yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know. And on that note, let's start the party yeah. going. Uh, after this message, we will start talking. We will talk about what our favorite killed Google product because is because you asked for it. And we are here to serve you and make you happy. But for the moment, I'm here to have another piece of cake. Thank you very much. Back after this. This episode of Material is brought to you by Privacy.com. You just heard me talk about how uh, I'm really into miniatures. So the thing is, when you like miniatures, you're buying them from websites that are overseas or in other parts of the world. Um, and you, you never really know where your credit card is going when you're putting inputting those numbers into that form online. So why not have a little something to kind of help you out? Privacy is a tool that makes it easy to manage your financial life online while keeping your most important information secure. By generating virtual numbers, privacy masks your bank information, so you never have to worry about giving it out to people you don't know online. You know, even when I'm shopping on AliExpress, sometimes I just don't like using my my American bank card. It's just, there's just something about it that feels very exposed. And so having a service like privacy basically lets me to put on a little shield, or um, let's think about it as kind of like a kind of like a hazmat suit for shopping online. And I, I like that. You know, you never quite know if that toy, that little miniature is going to end up at your house after you order it. But at least privacy.com, you can ensure that there's a way to keep track of that payment. There's a way to keep track of where that money went without actually having to put forth your precious information online. So take back control of your payments. Decide who can charge your card, how much and how often, and you can close cards at any time. Plus, you can make sure that you are never accidentally billed twice or upgraded to another service without your consent. Privacy is also partnered with the good folks at 1Password, so you can create, use, and save privacy cards directly within your 1Password dashboard. All virtual cards created in 1Password will have the same security benefits as your other privacy cards, and you can set spending limits, create single-use or merchant-locked cards whenever you want. Head to privacy.com material and sign up for an account. New customers will automatically get $5 to spend on their first purchase. Go to privacy.com slash material and sign up now. Our thanks to privacy for their support of this show and Relay FM. So let's just take a look at a look through memory lane in this case. It's a lovely let's imagine this as like Mount Auburn Cemetery where there are beautiful no, statues. No, no, no. Let's let's imagine this is greenery. the gates of heaven. Okay. We're in heaven. <laughs> exactly. And we're They've visiting. All, they they yeah. all they all met, all these products meant very very well. All uh, uh, products oops. go to heaven. Did you not see that nineteen eighty eight nineteen eighty eight Don Bluth film uh, animated film with the German Shepherd? Uh, come on, Dom DeLuise was in it. And Burt Reynolds. Mm-hmm. By, yes, he was. Uh, see, there. You know, this it must have been great to be with Dom DeLuise in the seventies and eighties. If Burt was working, Dom is working. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I, I I thought it'd be fun to like and now. 
if uh, if the question was, what's your favorite killed Google product? There are two ways to interpret this. One is that uh, your favorite product, oh, no, it got killed. But there's also the, oh, thank God they killed that one. Right. So I thought that I thought that we'd pick one of each. Uh, but let, let's let's start let, let's start with the with the pleasant ones. What's your what is your f- uh, favorite? Oh my God, this is a great product. Too bad that it got killed. Pick. All right. Uh, so I want you to forgive me because I also went down the graveyard and started to think about some of the products that I used. You know, just kind of was trying. Like, do I remember this product? Do you remember using it? One I vividly remember using is Google Video Player. Um, I was probably introduced to this actually before I was even exposed to YouTube, just by virtue of what people would do is they would, you know, pirate episodes of TV and upload them on Google Video and embed them on their websites. And that's (laughs) how I watch TV for free. So that's, I was exposed to those embeds, I think, long before the YouTube start page. Um, And so that is, that's something that vividly lives in my mind. But the other thing that I really, really loved, um, I have two choices, and I'm I'm sure you and I are going to probably share a bit on this. My first choice, sorry, I have three choices. (laughs) Sorry. I couldn't narrow it down. I know. It's It's 227 grades. 227, yep. Okay. Um, they they wouldn't have started each with each of these projects. They wouldn't have started it if it didn't have some good yeah. idea that said, "Okay, fine. Here's a hundred thousand dollars. Write a report." Yeah. And by the way, uh, we're getting all of this from KilledByGoogle.com, um, which uh, which is run by Cody Ogden. So give him a shout out for for keeping this for keeping this. Uh, keeping this going. Okay. So Google reader, obviously I know it's the one everybody talks about, but in, you know, the truth is that for me, it killed RSS. Um, RSS is not something I rely on anymore. And, you know, maybe to its credit, to Jack Dorsey's credit, Twitter has sort of filled the void for me for what Google reader left because I've curated my Twitter list to the point where if I need to know what's going on, at least in like my beat and my world of the internet, I just go to Twitter. I have my celebrity news there and I have my Android news. So it's like a really <laughs> nice, you know, I I curated it and I made it that way. And so that's what replaced RSS for me. Plus like, plus bookmarks. Um, sorry, Feedly. Feedly just never, I never got into the UI. I just don't like it. Um, The other one that I really loved and I, I want to bring it up just because I think that it's, it's a sin sin a tragedy it's a tragedy i was thinking of the panic at the disco song i write sins not tragedies sorry uh aloe now i really see where its significance exists now that hangouts is going you know it's going bye-bye soon and i was forced to use google chats last week um I had a friend who was in the hospital and i was getting updates to this stupid app and i have to tell you like just something about that user experience. I wanted it to feel, and and maybe it's because it was like an unfortunate situation that I was doing this correspondence through it, but I just didn't like it. I just, I didn't like it. And I would have loved to have aloe and it's, you know, it's stickers and <laughs> the, I don't know. There's just so many directions we could have gone. And I feel like aloe would have helped just, it was the interface for me there that, that I really loved. Yeah. 
Um, lastly, I, and I, I think Andy, this is a segue into yours, um, which is a shout out to Project Aura, because as we continue to basically delve deep into a climate crisis, which many of us seem to have forgotten is still happening. Um, I keep thinking about things like right to repair and the efforts of the Fairphone and the other manufacturers who've wanted to like cut down on waste, e-waste and, um, God, wouldn't it have been nice to have something like Project Aura by now? Yeah, that, that was, that was my pick. Now this is. Thir- thank you, by the way, for letting me no, no, expand no, no, on a not, couple. Not at all. And uh, I, uh, I think you made you also made some really good picks. I, I, Google Reader is usually, boy, if it's not know, number one on most people's list, I have to bring it up. Yeah, it's I'm, it's questionable whether publishers would have continued to support RSS with or without it, because yeah. from my, from my perspective, it was too Fair. good. The Fair. idea of opening one window. And every morning, being able to just simply scroll, 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 just get my one like ten thousand word newspaper to read over breakfast, and another list maybe to take a look at, and not have to keep hopping between different pages. But oh well. But it it, it does. It was probably the first splash of cold water for a lot of people to understand that the the most famous line about uh, free software products is that hey, if you're not the if you're not the consumer, you're the product. And okay, fine. Thank you, hippie. But mostly it's that, well, if it's a free product, realize that it could go away at any time. Yeah. And then, so if you're, if you're basing your entire life, a big chunk of your entire life on this free product, that yes, it's not a piece of software that you can download and install. And if it goes away, you're going to have to figure out a plan B around that. Uh, so good luck to you there. Uh, now, but Project Hour was my pick for a favorite killed uh, Google product. There are a lot of things that uh, in my I've, I don't want to say how many decades now I've been writing about technology. I will, in my defense, I will say that I, I started when I was, I started pay, being paid for this stuff when I was 18 or 19. So when Me I, too. So, uh, high yay. five. High five. There you go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> multiple decades of our yeah. relatives and family not thinking that we have real jobs. Yay. I'm in de- I'm, I'm entering decade two, so I feel good about my life. Just. No, no. I'm, I get I'm, it. I'm, yeah. It's, it's been a wonderful life. I'm, I think yes. I'm in decade well, actually, actually, that that means that I've only, only for the first ten, only for the first decade of my life, have I not been a technology journalist. So that's that's how I'll defend it. It will make me think that oh well, geez, he's been doing it since he's eleven. Uh, but I digress. What what I mean is that there are oftentimes that uh, there there's products and technologies and proposals and concepts that for me are aspirational. Where oh I don't know if this is practical or not, but this is such a great idea. It would be I don't know if the consumers will really respond to this, but this to me is such a great right idea. And Project Aura is one of them. For those of you who've forgotten what it is, this was the idea of imagine that instead of buying a phone that is one glued together uh, device that has everything again hot glued together you can't take them apart just imagine that it's just basically made out of technological legos so Mm -hmm. uh, you have so you might have this your a 6.7 inch phone with a big big screen and a brilliant like 16 megapixel camera and sd card storage and all this other stuff that you associate with a 1200 dollars phone but then let's say you're going you're just going out to to, uh, uh, to a play with somebody so you uh, you you, unpl- you you take out the Lego that has your SIM card in it. You take out the Lego that has your LTE or 5G radio in it. You pl- 
plug it into another like Lego brick that has like a Very small, futuristic. a small little handheld screen. So basically now your phone is this tiny little thing you can easily slip in a pocket that will let you keep up with your text and stuff, but won't like be this big, huge thing. Or imagine uh, and imagine just modules for everything you could possibly want. Or imagine taking the camera module off of your phone and putting mm-hmm. it on a small module that just makes it into this tiny, tiny little GoPro type of camera. Uh, and it was such a groundbreaking thing. Again, I can't. I I want to think that people would have gone for it. I don't think they would have because of the economics of scale. How easily you can make a three hundred fifty dollar phone right now, and how difficult it would be. It, it was all based on open standards, so that you don't have to be uh, right, right now. Samsung, this the camera. Samsung has to keep on board a team that does nothing but expert camera hardware manufacturer Mm -hmm. but with this project our concept you could have a company that like if uh, if sony wanted to simply say you know what we don't we do make a couple of android phones that's really not our jam what we really want to do is make these brilliant camera sensors that could fit into any project aura phone or any project aura just handheld uh, camera device great idea it had a couple of problems uh, one of which is that it was just so difficult to get that I think I think they only ever demonstrated one working version of it because the idea of the 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 original idea was you'd able you'd be able to hot swap pretty much any of these things Mm -hmm. and that was such a titanic problem Swap, literally like there were pogo pins in each individual module uh and they were just supposed to go in like it was no big deal and it was it was not you know not cause the entire platform to crash yeah I th- and I, th- I think they only got it working on like one prototype and only if you did things that in is exactly and the that's right the kicker is that prototype which i got to see when they had an event at the computer history museum in san jose um i think it was 24 2013 2014 when they did this and that unit was not working like hmm. it, it had a startup screen, but that's it. Yeah. So. They had, and the, the, but the, it, it did die in a very, very weird way where they actually announced, hey, and we're going to, we got, we finally got the, we, we've pared down our goals for this, but we're definitely shipping. We're going to start, we're going to have a kiosk in uh, someplace in Puerto Rico. We're going to be testing it out. And they had announced yes, the launch date and everything. And then they said, oh, uh, we didn't, we're not going to do that. Sorry. Which, by the Oops. way, is uh, okay. I'm not gonna. Oh, well. So let's go. Let's go anyway. for terrible <clears throat> yeah. products. Where we're glad that they killed yes. it. We're we're not we're not sorry that it lived. It was an it it was a <laughs> whatever. I'm not gonna. I looked at the list and I wanted to just pick one that made me feel creepy from the minute that I heard about it to the minute it was killed. I felt like that's you know I'll keep it to one. And so this is incredibly probably outlandish, but Google nearby notifications. Hmm. This was a proximity marketing tool marketing tool using Bluetooth beacons and location-based data to serve content relevant to an Android users' real-world location. Um, <clears throat> now let's see. That existed from 2015 to 2018. They were debuted at one of the Google I.O. years that I went to. I think it was still at Moscone. And I remember they like put it around Moscone and was like, walk by these beacons and you'll see like all these things happening. And I was like, yeah, OK. And when I realized that what they were doing is trying to show us this new like marketing thing, I was like, huh, <laughs> huh. Now, um, look. I'm I'm in a small suburb and I feel like I live in a surveillance state. So like the last thing I need to do is to have more things beeping at me and tracking me and Lord knows. And um, this also reminded me of that annoying feature, the notifications that would come through. 
and say like, I think it was a Google Maps notification, but it was it was too nearby and it would be like nearby. You have like a McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was. Yeah. Anyway, it, I'm glad it died. Yeah. It, it only was, lived it, three years old. It was an advertising product. It definitely wasn't a user facing product. If they, yeah. If they if they could if they claim that uh, every time that they are. Get uh, out of here. Every time Sundar Pichai is in front of Congress within the first like f- two minutes, he'll say the goal of Google is to make all of the, the, the world's information accessible and available uh, again. But if we can track people around and advertise to them, all the better. Uh, but so. But, uh, <laughs> On that on that point, so my pick was Project Dragonfly, notorious Project Dragonfly. This was Google's super top secret attempt. Oh God, to, I keep forgetting that that's what it was called. Yep. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> They're working on a top secret project to build a ser- version of the Google search engine that would comply with Chinese government restrictions on their on on the on the internet and on search and on information and on identification and secrecy and privacy. And super soup. It, it, not only was it a bad idea, I one of the one of the things that Google can hold on to, as uh, and as all large tech companies are put into the position of defending their ethical choices. Apple likes to stand on the big pedestal of, oh, we don't run like Google and Facebook. We care about freedom and personal privacy. Unless you live in Russia, in which case we will allow the government to uh, to uh, side to uh, we will we'll 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 allow uh, we will uh, allow the setup process of all new iPhones in Russia to uh, present you with a list of state supported apps to uh, to to pre to pre install. Oh, and if you're in China, yeah, absolutely, we will give you up like no one's business. And if uh, the government doesn't want you to do anything that is private, we will make sure that all the software tools that uh, run on an iPhone that allow you to uh, browse the web privately that won't work. Again, they're adorable that way. Google, for their part, uh, back in 2011, uh, decided that for a bunch of different reasons, including espionage, including demands that they were making about changes that, they, that uh, the government wanted made to the search engine, back when it was run by a couple of dudes from the garage, uh-huh. uh, said that nope, we want nothing to do with this. Goodbye, congratulations. You don't get you don't get Google. Uh, you don't get Google Search. You don't get Google Maps. You don't get Google anything. Uh, and that's well, that's why they still have no presence in China. However, there was a project to say, well, what if, you know, that's a pretty big market, a lot of people there and pretty, pretty, pretty big, uh, a lot of money floating around there. Wouldn't it be great if we could actually start selling ads to people in there? So they created a uh, they created a version of the search engine that just absolutely like bent the knee uh, to the Chinese government where it would block out yeah. whatever sources of information they wanted blocked out. Every single search uh, transaction had the user's uh, had a, a user's personal phone number attached to it. So if they wanted to find out who's been doing searches about uh, right. uh, about Uyghur uh, Uyghur Muslims, uh-huh. who's been doing searches about Tiananmen Square, uh, anything that they want to track, they would able it would have been a terrible, terrible human rights problem. And bad enough that they were even considering this. You could say that, okay, well, maybe they just did this as a project so that if things ever changed, that they could pull the trigger on this if they actually wanted to. 
No, they were really actively working on it. And then, so they, t- after uh, the uh, Google's own internal privacy board said, no, you get your, sh- we're shutting this down. You, you were supposed to put this project like this through us and you made an end run around it. And it, we absolutely forbid it. It's exactly against all the rules that we're supposed to enforce. And they said, okay, you're right. But they kept working on it. And only when it became a second, uh, second brouhaha, second fracas was it, the project <laughs> formally shut down. In the form of, I think Sundar Pichai actually during testimony to Congress saying that uh, in no, in unequivocal terms that it is, we have no plans to release this project. It is not being developed, uh, which would mean that now if they're lying in front of Congress, it becomes even, (laughs) now there's actually consequences to just lying to the people who might trust them. So yeah, it was a horrible idea, horrible product. It's the the problems that Apple is facing. They're only going to get worse and worse and worse. There was a. Uh, you mean there, Google? No, no, I'm saying the the problem that app because Apple. Oh, I'm Apple's, sorry. It, it, Apple has been basically saying, sorry. "Oh, it's not our fault. Our our policy, you see, is to simply comply with local laws and local regions." Uh, and they've there's a bit, today there was a maker of a uh, VPN product, a privacy product that they were they're not being allowed to update their app they're being rejected by Apple's App Store because uh, there is a piece of text in like their listing on the App Store that says oh basically alludes to you know you this is about your safety from from government safety for things and there's a very bureaucratic thing well until you and this oh no you're 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 encouraging people to circumvent local laws of content and no no that that's just naughty that's just unethical and we won't we won't tolerate that and you'll have to remove that line or else we won't let you and like oh well done well done that's that's really great apple so that was a terrible dragonfly was a terrible product terrible idea I'm not I am have no doubt whatsoever that if Google could figure out a way to uh, tap a, tap into the cash flow f- available from China they would do it in a heartbeat but I'm at least glad that we know that this product has been killed it's dead 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 with cement poured over the over the crypt so that even grave robbers cannot take any jewelry or anything recycled code wise from this thing indeed <laughs> uh, shall we take one more break? We've got some. We've got some. We're going to be doing some investigations into the number three mm-hmm. numerology mm-hmm. three hundred, mm-hmm. and see mm-hmm. what that means in, in the world of Google. Right after this, this episode of Material is brought to you by Fortnite from Epic Games. If you know anything about Fortnite, you'll know that every season there are some insanely cool story and map changes. Over the past few seasons, we've seen everything from the island flooding to the legendary black hole. In this season, the zero point has been contained, but reality collapsed in the process, restoring a natural balance to the island. Craft weapons, hunt wildlife for food, and do everything it takes to survive. Picking up the battle pass lets you run wild with the likes of Laura Croft and Teen Titans Raven. Jump into Fortnite now to experience all or go to fn.gg slash season six. That's fn, letters f and n, dot gg, that's letters gg, backslash season written out and the number six. Our thanks to Fortnite for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. I am so excited to tell you about Roboism, a show from Alex Cox and Kathy Campbell right here on the Real AFM network. Their show Roboism explores how artificial intelligence, machine learning, and digital assistance are affecting our culture. So 
many parallels to what we talk about here in Material. Explore the humanity behind the bots that are quickly becoming a part of our everyday life at relay.fm slash roboism. At roboism, you can also hear fun banter that's very akin to here on Material. Uh, let's see. Today I guffawed at Alex saying McVaxi, as in McSteamy. If that's your thing, go to relay.fm slash roboism or search roboism wherever you get your podcasts. Well, now let's take a look through the magic of the, the, the magical number 300. This is sponsored by the number 300 through the magical lenses provided by uh, Google's various Santa. resources and products. Yes, 300 is going to be making an appearance. Um, I guess I, I'm going to start off. I, I'm going to start off asking. So what is what do you think the 300th most viewed YouTube video is? 300 most viewed of all time. Um, I don't know, but I, I am going to say that I realize how out of touch I am in YouTube culture when I hear people talk about YouTube of the past. So please enlighten me. <laughs> Yes, they are. Uh, it is a video entitled "Twin Baby Girls Fight Over Pacifier," Let's and see. it does does exactly what it says on the package. It is, in fact, twin baby girls uh, with one pacifier oh. to share between them, and obviously a adult figure who is f- recording them, like each in, each crying, and then cr- as they pull the pacifier out from each other's mouths, instead of just giving. The poor other baby. So it's pacifier. a whole minute of this, which is fine. They're cute babies. They just cry, you know. Yeah. But eight hundred sixty-eight million eight hundred twenty-seven thousand three hundred ninety-two views posted on October twelfth, twenty fifteen. What I thought was interesting is one point eight million upvotes, one million downvotes. So it's there are a lot. I, there, there's there's a lot to unpack there. We're not going to unpack that here. Yeah, I'm uh, also they, afraid to go. I'm not going to go. They did well. They, yeah. they they did turn off comments, so we can't. Yeah. We're not going to have the debate over Thank how God well they do. you can do that on YouTube. I, I'm God. well, but what I'm thanking God for is that every single one of like the first like 500 are all like music videos. This was like one like, but number 300th was again Twin Baby Girls fighting over Pacifier. The one before it, the one after it, like the first 10 before it and after it. Um, now I also. Uh, let's do a search for uh, Google Trends on three hundred. Do a search for Google, on Google Trends for the number three hundred. Uh, in the last year in the United States of America, it peaked on the week of September sixth to twelfth. Searches for it in the United States for the number three hundred. Huh. Um, they also uh, let's take a look at the, what the related topics in the U.S. were for last year. Uh, in order, number one, unemployment. This was probably has to do with uh, a weekly $300 unemployment payments. Um, ammunition, we won't get into details there, but there's a style of ammunition uh, that has the number 300 in it that apparently oh. was very, very popular. Uh, JBL, uh, and do a further search. It's probably mm-hmm. about the Party Box 300. Uh, go to Google Shopping. You find it relatively available at $399. It's a big mama. Uh, probably very, very bassy JBL speaker. Uh, number four is magazine firearms, again, based on that other piece Jeez. of ammunition. Uh, and then the number five, the Bosch 300 series, which is a 24-inch stainless steel dishwasher. Again, oh, about I, 800, I, okay. $849 on. You know what? <laughs> Bosch makes really good appliances. We, we forget. We forget. Yeah. That's got you got you got to feel good if you're like in charge of marketing and you find out that no 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 that was one of the hottest topics in the in the, numerically speaking the things number three hundred now at my all spark time, plugs are Bosch by the way just in case yeah, anybody was curious I, I, I have a, I have a, a couple of Bosch drills I think now all time now this is fun this is a fun rat hole 
uh, all the number all time searches on uh, Chrysler 300 in the U.S. were about uh, on 300 were the uh, about the Chrysler 300 luxury sedan, which I was not yes. familiar with it, but it's a rear wheel drive front engine full size luxury car manufactured and marketed by Stellantis North America mm-hmm. and its predecessor companies as a four door sedan and station wagon uh, and solely as a four door sedan in its second and current generations. Very uh, is- very popular car because you can drive around like a like a mafioso without necessarily paying yep highly regarded as the poor man's bentley uh (laughs) past owners yeah past owners include president barack obama and yeah uh, and the uh the chrysler 300 was named ranked number 12 in complex.com's list of 25 most iconic hip-hop cars yeah so it's a big car here in the bay area um, I even compared a keyboard to a Chrysler or keyboard uh, wrist rest to a Chrysler 300 uh, plus seats. I it's a, a good, time saying it's a good looking ride. The Iacocca would be very, very proud. It's very com- It's very comfortable, but it's very interesting. Anyway, I'm not going to yeah. get into uh, <laughs> this is not a car podcast, but exactly could be well, if you wanted so- a members only episode. Just <laughs> <know>. <laughs> so let's 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 also try some autocompletes. Uh, yes. You type oh, in what is, what is the three hundredth, and the number one autocomplete is quote episode of Gray's Anatomy. That would be a the episode entitled "Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story," described by the Hollywood Reporter as quote an Easter egg hunt for viewers who have come along for the Shondaland dramas three thirteen plus season emotional roller coaster. Okay, and well, the, and I all, have to go because that's also a Hamilton song. So. Exactly. Yeah. Gray's Anatomy. I had no idea that was still in production. That's been like, oh, Andy, I, it's it's never going anywhere. It's the new mash, which makes him, you know, doctor serialization. Anyway, true. Uh, um, yes. And all all the all the rest of the list are TV shows like that. Um, now, how about why is three hundred? And that complete auto completes as rated R. So obviously a reference <laughs> to the movie three hundred. Uh, and further Google searches reveal that the answer to that would be, a, according to the IMDb. Uh, 300 is rated R because of graphic battle sequences throughout some sexuality, some sexuality. Has someone not seen this movie? Holy cow. I've only uh, seen it once, but yes, I re- I remember that it was. There you go. It's, it made it made little Christian girl me very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> just during my face. Boys are different and I like it. Uh, <laughs> and nudity. Uh, and now, uh, when is 300? Uh, that came up as uh, un- the autocomplete was unemployment, again, referring to uh, $300 weekly federal unemployment oh, uh, payments. That makes me sad. Uh, I was surprised. How is 300? That autocompletes as written in standard numerals. And I was far enough away from like high school math that I had to look up what that was. Yes, you did. Standard yes, you numerals. Did. <laughs> standard numerals are uh, usually written as a multiple of a power of 10. Technically speaking, it would be 300, but you could, if you wanted to do it as a power of 10, you could say it's 300 times 10 to the zero power, 10 to the zero, of course, being one. Uh, how much is uh, the autocompletes as 300 pounds in U.S. dollars? The answer to that would be $410.50. Uh, now, this one, I, I was running out of things to ask, so I just said, how much do 300 ducks weigh? Now, it did not know. I'm disappointed. Uh, it did not give me the answer to how much 300 ducks would weigh. Uh, but it did like the number one, like uh, autocomplete uh, refer to the uh, a duck called the Golden 300 Hybrid. 
Uh, and again, thanks to further Googling, the Golden 300 Hybrid was developed by Metzer Farms in 1996 in order to meet customer demand for ducks that produce a high volume of eggs but are calmer than the khaki Campbell. If there's any, if I've heard my my neighbor complain once about uh, about the the the, the inkness about the khaki Campbell, I've heard him complain about a thousand times. I should there I should get him the gold for sure. A chick, by the way, yeah. a duckling, eight eight dollars and fifty five cents here in, in in old California. There you go. Um, uh, but but there's, I'm sorry but there's, that there's, there's also, there's also upkeep just... and expertise. It's not as though if for all of you like myself think, hey, I got eight dollars and I got more than eight hundred dollars. I could, I could have a duck and probably in. in I'm just uh, I'm thinking times. I'm just thinking about you know just the whole factory farming things. Yeah, anyway, exactly. um, Daddy, I want a golden egg. That's what I immediately yes, thought exactly. about. So well, you 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 will have plenty of eggs. The Golden Three Hundred is capable of laying two hundred and thirty eggs in forty weeks of production, or two hundred ninety eggs if they lay for a full year. Uh, so, but again, unfortunately, my eyes Google, are open and <laughs> I, again, we're, we're, we're all, we're opening our doors of perception at this podcast week after week after week. I'm very, very proud of that. Um, the, uh, but let's give you an answer to this. Uh, now we had, I had, I had to Google these, these, uh, numbers myself as again, I would, I would be more than pleased if someone at Google was listening to this and decided to say, okay, fine. We're, I'm going to, I'm going to take the next two days off. We're not, we're not going to do any more progress on, on Wear OS. We're just going to make sure that anytime, <laughs> so, anytime someone know, wants to know how much a, a, a common animal weighs, we will be able to use that as a unit of measurement. Uh, so uh, the Golden 300 hybrid duck weighs between 4.5 and 5.75 pounds. We take the average between that. Uh, then 300 of those ducks would weigh 1,537.5 pounds or 697.4 kilos. Uh, and if you are operating a duck farm on Mars, however, uh, then that would that that collection would only weigh 581.62 <laughs> pounds. So now you understand why I don't get a whole lot of work done uh, over the course of the day because <laughs> curiosity gets the best of me and then Google is right there to say, why don't I drag you away from whatever train of thought is going to lead you to actually meeting deadlines and making money? Can I blame Google for lost revenue? Like, is that something that we could do? Because I, Ooh, I don't class know. Action. It's, well, class it's action. your fault for not using an app to block it. Yeah. We, we Class action. We can be two people. We'll Let's be the two it. founders on the class action. Let's we, do it. If I, if I get, get $200 out of this, that's... I'll, you know, 200 bucks is 200 bucks, man. 200 bucks would be nice. I would like $200. Let's do it, Andy. Mm. Let's go get our $200. Also, I could buy, what, 27 Golden 300 hybrid ducklings for that Then you have to take care of them. I can, I can, get, a, I can get like an uh, inflatable kiddie pool in the living room. They'd enjoy it. No predators. They would poop everywhere in your house. Well, so do I. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> Uh, yes, what are you, yes, Joey and Chandler? Come on, living with a duck <laughs> in your in your city apartment. Anyway, anyway, Andy, thanks for doing all that googling. By the way, um, you know, I learned some things. I learned I learned about the Golden Three Hundred Hybrid, which is just it's a it's, it's a it's a good duck. It's a it's yeah. a you know backbone of the duck industry. It's well, it also just like makes me think 10. about how many industries there are that I know nothing about. Like I know nothing about farming, <laughs> you know, and agriculture. Like and and this is a part of it. Apparently, is a high yield ducks. I wonder, <laughs> wonder if they're trainable. I mean, I'm not, I don't intend to find out, although, again, I'm not bragging, but al- although I am a freelance uh, freelance journalist, I do have $8.50. It's not like yeah. that. Money is not the issue. It's more of a responsibility sort That's of issue. That's right. Just... It is one post after taxes. Yes. Um, anyway. 
<laughs> Tyler, shall shall we wrap things up? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, this is, of course, our 300th episode, uh, and we are we're as I as I hope you you can guess uh, each and every show we like doing this. Uh, we we're tickled we pink every time we do this, and we're very very proud of reaching it uh, to this level. Um, of course, we have to give our thanks to uh the two other co-founders of this of this podcast Russell Ivanovic Ivanovic of uh, he was is and always will be chief product officer at uh, Pocket Casts and Yasmin Yevgen uh who uh was always a, always a dynamo always a powerhouse uh she left this podcast to take a job at Google where she has been steadily uh, her kicking value ass, has been kicking ass kicking, kicking ass, ass steadily yeah, kicking ass her, like her, honestly her, her values being observed and yeah. rewarded uh she's now senior design advocate yep. he, she leads the material design advocacy team uh and i still remember how excited she was just to like be getting a gig with that team just go uh, helping spread the spread the word and spread the uh evangelize the that uh, material design has a wonderful plan for your life as developers and now she said the team well done her um, we also obviously need to give a beautiful big and grateful shout out to jim metzendorf our editor uh jim if we had uh, unfortunately uh, there's no cake through ip technology if there I know, were I feel like we would once be sending- I send that picture to the slack everyone's gonna be like what the heck Andy? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's the uh, every he he really does a bang up job each and every week. Every mm-hmm. time that uh, I let's let's say hypothetically, I were hopped up on sugar and like went off on horrible tangents and realized I had a mm-hmm. thirty seconds into it that I had to sort of reel that back and start over again. And let's say I did that seven or, or eight times. Jim's the person who has to <laughs> like take that mess and turn it to something positive. Uh, uh, some, and sometimes our recording schedule like varies depending on what our personal work schedule and available availability is. Uh, and he always comes through like a quick, timely edit. Really, uh, this show would not be what it is without Thank Jim. You, Jim. Have, Seriously. Yeah. We're so happy to be here on this network. We're so happy to be working with the people that we do. And we hope that, you know, these next 300 episodes, um, we can have, more i don't know just more wonder we're gonna keep doing it we're, we're gonna still <laughs> yep. do it there's so much more happening in this world of google and android um and and we're not going to stop yeah so and and I, I will also this is in the notes but i also want to thank you flo this is it, it wasn't a given so russell uh russell yasmin and i started off this podcast and yasmin had to go off and do something else and that was great wonderful couldn't be couldn't be happier for her um, and then Russell had to go off and do something else. And that's never like a really, it's never a really secure thing to think about saying, okay, it'll, uh, let's keep going. It'll be, we'll, we'll see how things go. Uh, and really Flo, you coming on this show, it's not the same podcast. And that's such a wonderful thing. Cause I, I love doing the, pro- the, I love doing the podcast with, uh, Russell and Yasmin. Uh, it's something new. It's something fresh. It's something different. Having one person, a two person conversation has really, helped this thing to renew and revitalize itself uh through episode after episode uh i trust you i'm impressed with you i respect oh, you. you andy there was a let, let, and I, I want to those of you who are listening who are considering doing podcasts this is the sort of stuff that you're hoping hoping for we had yeah. a dis- we had a discussion there was a as as you probably know if you've been listening for a while i write the show notes that's the part that like i do the the most work on uh where flow takes care of 
pretty much everything else that's related to production uh, that I uh, and uh, so there's a originally instead of doing instead of talking about our favorite killed Google product, uh, I, I had something <laughs> different in the show notes. And this is this is I was actually thinking about this just before we were recording. I'm, I'm not making this up as I was like getting my water and stuff saying this is exactly how I want partnerships to work. I've, I've had partner I've had partnerships of so many different kinds over the years that and some of them are like, oh, good. I'm with five. Uh, it's five of us. And one of them thinks that his job is not to do his work, but to keep the rest of us honest and make sure that he's saving everybody's bacon. Uh, and that's just death. That's just like I'm. I don't care how much I'm getting paid. I don't much how I care this. How much I like this work. I'm just giving it up. And it was just so. It's. It came a thing where obviously I wrote the. I wrote the outline like that because I thought that it would be better like this. Flo didn't feel as though she would be offending me or being a jerk by saying, "Hey, I think we'd rather do this." And it wasn't even much of a back and forth. It became. I was like five seconds of my realizing that. I do. Uh, that's how I want it, but clearly she thinks more strongly about this choice. So that's it. I'm. Uh, that's. Uh, I trust her judgment, and there's. I, I lose nothing uh, by uh, conceding this, and it will lead to nothing but a better podcast. And that's what I'm so grateful for. For everything else, that, really that, that. So, someone someone that can trust that much. That okay, doesn't matter if she wants. If thank you again. So and I'm because I was having my own mental gymnastics, being like, <laughs> I don't know, Andy. Like I just feel like, you know, we should just, you know, just be a little different this week. Yeah. Three hundred episode, um, but we're back to business next week. So we're back. <laughs> don't to don't think, don't think that we're you know we're straying. <laughs> exactly, and you'll, you'll probably be. And we've been discussing little tweaks and changes that we might yeah. be making of, of the next. And we year. and we do we Not we are ones, serious. We do want to give you more members only episodes because, you know, you guys are our community and we really appreciate it. Like even just putting that little survey on Twitter, we got almost 200 people responding and I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, if you if you like that sort of thing, let us know. And if not, you don't have to let us know. It's fine. Just keep listening and downloading <laughs> us. We really appreciate it. We really, really do. Uh, so exactly. So well, so once again, if you want to if you want to get in on that, yeah. go to relay.fm. Get in material. on that. <laughs> uh, we can help sponsor the the podcasts uh, and also help out every other Relay.fm podcast. You can also get access to our inbox. Uh, send us any feedback, uh, whether you want it for public discussion on the podcast or mm-hmm. whether it's just something you want to privately tell each and every uh, each and every one of us. Uh, that's perfectly fine too. We uh, it's we we do things for our own fun and for our own amazement. Uh, however, some <laughs> if there's things that we can be doing to make you guys happier, we certainly want to listen to that. Absolutely. And so that's why we've got Relay.fm slash material uh flow uh how how can people get some more flowness uh in their week um week? right now you know florencelion.com is my website i'm oh that flow on the different social media platforms instagram tiktok snapchat twitter um i am you know i'm just <laughs> working here uh me too hanging in are you doing on. radio this week Yes, uh, although I had to bounce around a little bit. Uh, there's a uh, again, we have a very frisky mayor and governor 
uh, that have been moving around quite a bit, and uh, some of them are taking jobs with the presidential administ- Biden administration. Some of them are covering their butts, uh, and when that happens, right. a lot of people want airtime on the local NPR station, WGBH. Yeah. So I went yeah. from like going from, can you come, can you do it a day earlier or a day later? And now, puss, but I'm back in my regular slot uh, Thursday at 1 p.m. Go to Perfect. WGBHnews.org, and you can stream it either live or later for my usual 20 to 30 minute high tech Heidi Ho. Uh, and uh, as always, spell my last name on on Instagram or Twitter to find some more stuff that I'm up to. Well, that's that's it for show number three hundred. We get we don't the, the so we don't get cake for another hundred episodes, but we'll we'll try to earn it. <laughs> we I'm sure there'll be something. God, I'm just hoping there's some sort of like maybe the next big Google event. Maybe, maybe. the next time they finally do like an in person something, we'll we'll <laughs> celebrate. You know, just to. Yeah, we'll celebrate normalcy. Maybe, maybe, maybe for our IPO. Right. Yes. Or maybe for our <laughs> NFT. Ooh, when we finally sell sell our NFT. We got we got there's gotta be a way we can stick our hand in that till before the whole thing collapses. Yeah, we, I don't we, think we, we have much time either. We don't. We need to move well, like now. Well we'll, we'll our next we'll, we'll think about that for <laughs> we, our next we should actually year. go do that now. Let's let's end the podcast and go talk about how we're gonna exactly. make a non-fungible token. Where there's it's rain and gravy, and we got to run outside with our umbrellas <laughs> upside down. I uh, hope you find yourselves in your own gravy rainstorm. Uh, thanks for listening to us this week and for all of our 300 previous episodes. Uh, hope you see you again next week. Until then, everybody have an awesome, safe, happy, and healthy seven days. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>